obviously I hardly know it anymore. And <laughs> so it, when it started affecting me the most, I've just lived with it until the Lord has me in a calling where when I go to certain meetings, it's crucial that I hear every word. And I, did, I wasn't, so I made an appointment to get a hearing aid. And it, I was supposed to go this last week. But anyway, when um, Galen said something about someone's right ear, I stood up. And then when Jay put his hand on it, he kind of cupped it. And it kind of blew me away because it felt like that same thing was happening way down deep. And I felt something moving in my inner ear. And I've been able, and when I spoke, you know, you said, "Do you hear?" And, I, and I, when I even spoke, yes, it was so loud to me. I have, I didn't realize how much I had been missing. So I praise God, and I'm receiving much more healing in this place too, besides my ear. It's a beautiful place. Well, I hope you all get as much out of today as I got out of the last two weeks, because ever since uh, I heard that was asked to speak, and I've just been like, oh God, what, what are you going to bring? I want you to bring it, and me to just fade into the distance, you know, just fade away, and uh, I, I've just, I've had a good time, so I hope you all have a good time today, uh, and so there it is. So, I'm going to start off with a little funny. How many of y'all know Greg Moore? He likes yeah. to do little funnies, okay? So uh, I really appreciate him in the way he starts things off. And and even this, even this card, uh, it, God led me to. But So I'll start, and I'll, I'll end. There will be some more about this card later. But uh, this is from my nephew, Adam. And it says, somehow a mere thank you card seems like such an inadequate way to express my gratitude. I feel like I should pay you or something. So I open the card. And, Gee, that feeling passed quicker than I thought. <laughs> that's, that, if, you knew my, if you knew my nephew, which you don't, that's Adam. Is that not Adam? So uh, Adam, I'll, I'll preface this, and then I'll talk about him later on. But Adam's gone on to be with the Lord. Um, and uh, there's there's just a little bit of a message with that card and how how that came to be and this week and just like wow God just I mean this well this card was just tucked in a book that I hadn't opened in I don't even a Zig Ziglar book you know, most of y'all aren't old enough to know well there are a few of us okay I'm like God you're gonna give me a part of the message through a Zig Ziglar book yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know it was in this card. So uh, God spoke to me through a card that I had forgotten about. It was given to us, given to me seven, eight years ago, we feel like. And uh, it's just amazing the the impact uh, that God has done in me this week. So I pray that he blesses you in that same, in that same kind of way. Um. I want to talk to you a little bit today about uh, just the whole idea of, of the feeling of satisfaction and con contentment. So, as Jay was saying, um, you know, God has a call on each and one of our lives. And sometimes if we're focusing 
so much on that call we're missing today. We're not walking in the day. Galen talked about peace last week and the night before. You know, here I am at Pulse and Justin's talking about rest. And so I'm like, God, you're in this theme of rest and peace and contentment on the way. This is supposed to be a a, <laughs> a road, okay? I'm not, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't anointed to draw. But anyway, that's the kingdom road. It did say RD for kingdom road. And we're on this kingdom road, and there is a point that we are uh, moving towards, moving towards, moving towards. But the key is to enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going, okay? So <laughs> I'm just going to have fun today. I'm gonna, I hope you all do too. Uh, we're going to turn over first uh, and, and learn a little bit about com- contentment in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Give you a minute to get there, and uh, I'm going to kind of compare and contrast contentment and anxiousness. You know, the devil doesn't care which side of the road he knocks you off on, as long as he can knock you off that road to your destiny. Amen. So while we're turning, I, I just want to give a big shout out. Hey, hey, Susan, how are you? Thanks for being here. <laughs> that's that's just like this woman just reads my mail. She she calls me up in the most desperate times or texts me with 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 scripture that's right on, right due in season. Galen Galen is the same way. He's, he's, I, he just blesses me. But this is my family right there. I wanted to put them front and center. This is Ryan, my son-in-law, Elizabeth. Of course, you know Leslie, and, and many of you know Catherine. Justin's down at church. Uh, he couldn't be with us, but somehow he's going to make it to eat later, isn't he? Yeah. That boy can eat. you got to kind of get, get in the front of the line in front of him. No, he's great. But uh, I want to thank them for being here because they're, they're very much a part of this road, this journey that we've been on. But anyway, so let me just start out with uh, Matthew 6, 25. And I'm reading out of the Amplified, so. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried. Yeah, it's hitting home to some people, I can tell. Certainly has me. He's teaching me to worry about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, about your body, what you shall put on. Is life greater in quality than food and and the body far above and more excellent than clothing, question mark. I do that because I'm texting all the time and I'm using Siri, so I have to say question mark, and I just realized that you have to tell her that. I don't have to tell you all this. It's right there in front of you. Oh, boy, you got to laugh. Look at the birds. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one unit of measure to this stature or to the span of his life? And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, And learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. 
Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his magnificence, excellence, and grace, this was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green, tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, what are we going to eat, or what are we going to have to drink, or what are we going to wear? For the Gentiles, the heathen, wish for those and crave diligently and seek these things. And your heavenly Father knows well you need them all. But seek, aim, strive after first the kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. Then all these things taken together will be given to you besides. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day it is is its own trouble. Each day is its own trouble. So then you have Philippians 4, 6. And so you look at what is anxiousness while, you, while you're turning there to Philippians 4, 6. And me too. Anxiousness. Anxiousness is worried, afraid, especially if, if something that is about something is going to happen or might happen. Waiting to do something, very, wanting, wanting to do something very much. See, that, that wanting, that, that wanting that's, that's reasonable, that's good, that's of God. He said, I'm sending you to this point. And you're wanting to get to that point. Now, Tommy has got to be the world's worst at getting a word from God and thinking, got to go. It's time. I got to go right now. Now's the time. Man, there's, there's been years that have passed since God would speak a word and then he would show me in his patience. Now's the time. Years would pass. And I would think after all this time, since 2001, I would be getting used to God and his ways and, and his ways are higher and broader and greater and and his time frame is is so different than than I, I'm still learning maybe you are too maybe you are too so I'm the only one probably here that hadn't gotten to Philippians 4 6 uh, everybody else is waiting on me it basically without looking at it it says do not be anxious for anything but in all things with prayer and petition present your request to God what else does it say? In the peace of God. With thankfulness. That's important. Yeah, amen. In the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> That's my right hand, my rock, my wife. That's... You, talk, you could talk about somebody who uh, walks. Uh, if Amy Sky was here, she could really tell you this. Who walks, and the kids know this very well too. It's all good. She's got these little blocks that say, it's all good. You know, she, she walks in encouragement. She encourages me in the depths of my despair. It's the Holy Spirit speaking right through my wife all the time. Amen, Susan. <laughs> yeah, she does that uh, for me. Praise God. Um, so, 
Philippians, I just got to, you know, he's saying, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious about you're here and you're going there and I've called you to go there. And, but yet, I'm anxious. I have these moments of anxiety. I have these, these times of, of tribulation. And, and that's not God. That's, that's not him. And I'm like, oh, I, at least I've learned that. Oh, it's not you, God. That, maybe that means I'm just not in that place that I, that I need to be. I'm not, I'm not at peace, at rest, you know, with you. But, God, I, I, want, I want that. So I rebuke the enemy and the lies of the enemy that he's trying to say over myself and over any of you that are, are in any way anxious towards the, the ultimate goal. Or just the, the anxiousness of, uh, of, you know, just how hope deferred can make the heart sick. You know, maybe you got some ailments or something. And, and I don't know if this is anybody's ailment or uh, mine. <laughs> but in my uh, lower right, right, right down in here, I, I've been having some pains this week. And, uh, you know, I'm like, God, is, is that me? Or is that one of those Galen things that he, he called out? So... Let me know, is that me or is that you? Is there anybody here with any kind of, just kind of a shooting pain in their lower right-hand stomach area? If it's me, I'll have to pray for me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I receive it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, so if we could, uh, I want to I turn into, the fact of the matter is, as Galen pointed out to me, Andrew's latest newsletter, we've already got it. So in Peter, First Peter, no, Peter 1, 3, we could go to that. And this is what we've got to grab hold of. And I love what it says here. Praised, honored, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. By his boundless mercy, we have been born again to ever-living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Anybody got it in another version? What's what's the message say? The future starts now, today. Today is the future. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I kind of kind of slid into asking somebody to be here today. Kind of, kind of like, hey, I'm not going to tell you why you're here, but I got, you know, because I didn't want to embarrass him. Uh, they've been gone. They've been out of out of the state, and they've been out of uh, they've been busy, and they're just back here, and then they're going to be gone again. And Tim. Don't come after me after after the service, but uh, Tim Thomas, I, I just felt like, you know, I had a word for you, and I can't not speak it. I have to speak it, and it seemed like God was just saying, speak it here, now. And, and the word, uh, you know, for some reason, I don't know how much you you uh, have studied Winston Churchill, but he, he brought Winston Churchill, and he said, Tim, this is your finest hour. What's coming upon you now is your finest hour. You've had glory. You've had 
You've had fame. You've had all these things. Would you just, honey, lay your hands on your daddy right now? Tim, this is your finest hour. What, what is coming in, in this next season? And, and I don't know if that has to do with, with hockey or what's coming after that. But I, I was watching some of the videos of what you have done in your life, the gifts God has given you, and, and the way they had these top ten videos. And, and Tim was like doing something miraculous with that, keeping that puck out of the gold. It was, and, these, and these announcers were like, oh, my God, how is that even possible? How did he contort his body from over here to over there? And, and I just say God is restoring your youth to that, to that time. You think because you think you're over the hill. In Jesus' name, your body will be like a young man in this next season. And, and you will do things that you couldn't even do then. I speak that over you, Tim, in Jesus' name. And you will honor God in that, in the platform that he will give you out of that. It's the home run that we talked about in Green Mountain Falls. I speak, I pray that that is it. I speak that over you. Don't let the enemy come in and give you any kind of lies because of anything that's happened in, in the recent past or anything like that. God has given you youth. He's given you, if you've got an injury, if, I mean, typically there's injuries in the inner thigh kind of thing going on. That's not going to affect. As a matter of fact, you're going to play better in that. In, didn't you say something earlier about injury? I, I can't remember the threat you did. Yeah, see, there's that thread continuing to go through. And so we just speak that over. Will you agree? For, because God has given you a platform. If that's the platform, there's something going on, Tim. Tim, he has given you such a platform, to, and you are willing. He, he is, you are willing to stand up for him. You have done it before, and you will do it again. And we bless you, and we send you off, because we know you're here, and you're leaving Monday. But we just bless you and your family and the safety over that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, thinking again, don't be anxious. <laughs> um, be content. When you're, well, I'm not finished. When you're, uh, when you're there in front of that goal and you're speaking in tongues, it's just going to be like slow motion. It's going to be so easy. It's, it's like, well, God, is this the best they got? Bring it. Bring it. And you're just like, God, thank you, Father. Your youth is being renewed. Your, your abilities, your, your, uh, your body, um, it is fit. It is ready. And you will glorify him. So we're going to cue up that, that video. And I'm going to move this out of the way. But um, it's who God knows you to be. He knew you before you were even conceived or formed. So he knew what he was getting into. <laughs> When he called each and every one of us, it was no, we're no surprise. There's no surprises. We may have been surprised by some of the things that were on, where'd it go? on that road heading to our, our destination. But God's not surprised. And uh, I just want to share a little bit about how uh, these pictures are sitting here and what they mean. We, we were called here... I had a dream, and 
2001. And that's why I wanted my family to be here today, too, because this is the destiny of one thing that has, God has called us to. And it, the dream was 9-11 uh, had just happened, and we were uh, getting, they were getting ready for school, and Leslie was getting ready for school. She's a school teacher. And uh, it was like a dream or like a vision. I'm not sure which, but it was so real. And it was taking a family. Uh, people were taking families from the airports around the country to their destinations because all the planes were grounded. And my dream, not unlike Joseph's, was strange. You know, it was reeds bowing down kind of thing. But it was taking this family in our expedition, our white expedition, uh, out west. And so, man, you know me, here I go. I'm jumping in, into the, okay, God, I'm on it. I got it, you know. And uh, I get to the airport, and I had to report in to my, uh, my, my dear friend and mentor, and, I, and I'm in tears. I'm crying. I'm explaining the dream to him, and I'm like, wow. He said, go get this family at the airport. That's the vision I saw, and I'm, I'm like, going to take them out west and I'm going to minister to this family and then I'm not coming back I'm, I'm dying that's that's the vision reeds bowing down it's a it's a weird kind of vision you know that God gives it's it's not totally clear when we get these dreams and these visions and these calls on our lives everything is not just black and white and easy to uh, it's kind of Spanish if you don't know Spanish you know so my mentor in his wisdom said, just go into the airport and sit with your Bible and read and listen to God. So I did part of that, right? I went in and I had my Bible, but I went up to the to uh, the public announcement system and I said, hey, I know your people are being carried out west and or carried anywhere they need to go. So I'm looking for a family of four. And uh, so, and they're supposed to go west. If so if there's somebody like that, here's my number. So I, then I obeyed what my mentor said, and I, I sat down, and I uh, started reading the Word. Well, a few days before that, I'd been in the Word with another group of guys, and the thing that really caught my eye was how a boy who uh, had loaves and fish took what he had, and he gave it to Jesus. And, you know, Jesus was able to multiply. He takes what we have, and he, and he multiplies it. And... Uh, I'm like that was that was, at the time it was a real epiphany to me, and so I and I'm like, okay, that was good. I'm sitting here. I'm waiting on this family. I'm gonna die. I told my mentor to call Leslie. I mean, I I mean this was real. My car was packed. It was packed with uh, a, a little TV and uh, things I was gonna minister to this family. I was convinced of what I saw, and so I. I'm sitting there, and this lady's pushing this box across, and it's the day of prayer after 9-11. It's, I think, a Friday. Yeah, it was a Friday. And, and I'm, I'm like, well, I need to help her while I'm waiting on this family. I'm going to carry it all west and die. Uh, might as well be proactive here. So I, I, <laughs> I go, and I, uh, I uh, ask her, can I help you, and where are you going? And she's like, not 
she's not receiving. She's not speaking to me. She's like, yeah, I'm going over here. And, uh, well, I mean, like, where are you, where are you flying to or whatever, you know, not saying anything, you know. So I'm just kind of sitting there with her for a minute. You know, the box is there, and, and she's, she starts to cry because she, she's watching the TV, and, and they're praying over what has happened at, after 9-11. And she says, that's where I'm going. I mean, she wasn't going to say anything to me, but all of a sudden she broke down. That's where I'm going. And uh, and so I said, oh, okay. And she says, but what can one person do? This is where I'm from, but what can one person possibly do to help in this tragic situation? And I said, well, you know, as a matter of fact, there was this little boy who had loaves and fish, and, and he gave it to Jesus, and she said, who is Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Spent four hours with that lady. And that was, for the moment, my assignment. Okay, I know, Reed's bowing down. It's hard to, to, hard to figure out, you know. And you get thrown in the, in the pit, and you get thrown in jail. And, you know, I'm talking about Joseph now, not me. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so anyway... Fast forward to 2008. I still have that same car. Now watch this. I still have the same car, and God calls us out west. And that's the family that he called me to die to myself to and minister and bring them out here. And out of that, we now, Leslie and I are celebrating... Two marriages in the, since August 31st. God is good. God is an amazing God. So, you know, we don't always get the, the totality of the dream, the understanding of it, and how it's going to all play out. But the key is it, key in that season, it was actually easier for me before I got too much knowledge to keep content and not be anxious. We really weren't anxious when we were called out here. We, we had just a little fear and trepidation for just briefly, but we knew that we knew that we knew. Every one of us at that time, all of my girls, I did a talk in Tennessee on She Said Yes. See, all three of them said yes. We had to be 100% in agreement to what we were, we were doing. Uh, Catherine was getting ready to go somewhere to college, and Catherine and I got the word the same day, God, God said, you know, this is, this is what I'm calling you to do. And I was like, Catherine, we got to, how's this going to work? How are we going to get mom and Elizabeth on board with this? Well, we're really not. God's got to do that. So he just started just easing in. What do you think? And see, I, I bounce things off of Leslie now since it's just the two of us. I was like, what do you think about this? Am I hearing God? You know, do you have peace with that? Do you have agreement with that? Or sometimes we come together and we both heard the same thing. That's that's cool too, but that's important in a marriage to keep that in agreement, that agreement stuff going on. Um, so, you know, one of the scriptures that uh, came came in this, we we moved from this house to this little apartment when we were still in Tennessee, and we we didn't even know why we were doing that. He just said sell your house, and and so we ended up doing that. But God gave some particular scriptures and uh, 
One of them was the, the typical one, Abraham was called to the gold to the land that he knew not of. And in Hebrews, it said, what happened? Urged on by faith, Abraham went when he was called, obeyed and went forth to a place which he was destined to receive as an inheritance. He went, although he did not know or troubled his mind about where he was going. See, that's being anxious. He didn't, he wasn't anxious. He didn't allow himself to be anxious. Prompted by faith, he dwelt as a temporary resident in the land which he was designated in the promise of God, though he was like a stranger. In a strange country, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs with him of the same promise. Genesis 12, 1 through 8. For he was waiting expectantly and confidently, looking forward to the city which was fixed and firm, which has fixed and firm foundations, whose architect and builder is God. See, we need to get into that place of, of absolute confidence in what God has said. The enemy, just like he did with Jesus in the desert, he will he will say he will say one thing, well, this is not exactly what happened, or he said it in the in the Garden of Eden. This isn't he didn't really say it exactly like that. He'll try to he'll try to take that road and he'll just bump you off. If he can just bump you off, he's he's got you. But you stay you're staying on the road is all about not being anxious. It's about being content in the day to day in the day to day life. So um I want to share with you just one other vision and um, tell you a little bit about, more about this card that God sent me to read. Um, so this week, and I, I think this is a corporate vision for, for all of us to kind of hold on to. So I'm going to try to describe it as, as best I can. Um, God showed me a vision of a beautiful um, inlet uh, on the ocean, and you're way up high, and you're sitting in this uh, place where uh, j- just the beauty of it all, you know, it's a, just an awesome sunlit day, not a cloud in the sky, and you're up in this cabin, you're sitting out on the porch, and all of a sudden this um, fog starts coming in. And so the sun starts to be skewed. The sun s- just it starts to get dark. Clouds start rolling in. Now you can't see the things down in, in that in that area which was so beautiful just a few moments ago. And you said, well, I'm just going to go in. i got to just go in uh, into the cabin. And you go into the cabin, and the, and the fog comes in with you. And, and it gets dark and, and cloudy, and it starts raining. And, and the fog just is like, I can't see anymore can't even see so if you can't see if you can't see the destiny because of the lies of the enemy i just rebuke that over you right now i speak against the lies of the enemy i speak against any any discomfort that he is giving you through those lies and i and i command the sun to come back out over your lives in jesus name adam's card from seven years ago that I'd completely forgotten about, that God drew me to the book. Um, Adam Adam had a rough life. 
Uh, my my nephew of my second oldest brother. I have two brothers, and uh, he he had a, a life filled with drugs and and things like that going on. But he never stopped. He never gave up. He never stopped trying to get better. He sought the Lord. I saw some of his writings. I mean, that guy, he, he knew God. He knew Jesus as Lord and Savior. He knew the Holy Spirit. I saw his writings. I know that didn't come from Adam. And uh, so he, he's funny like that. And he, but it's a, the thing that really highlighted out of, out of the writing that he gave me, the thank you note that he gave me was, and God just really spoke this to me out of that. He's, I think he's wanting to say that to you. Continue to fight the good fight and press on towards the mark. Continue to fight. After seven years of not knowing, seeing this card, not even remembering this card, Adam encouraged me and God is encouraging me and he's encouraging you to continue to fight the good fight and press on towards the mark. And out of that, God gave me a video to go along with that vision. And I hadn't seen this video. Now, you watch it. I hadn't seen this video before I got the vision. If you want to cue that up. Um, it's, it's a secular song, but we're going to just end it, and we're going to just dance to it. You all just rejoice in this. This is the way God wants to roll. I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind It's gonna be bright